Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Father, we thank you for the word. We honor it tonight. We thank you for the grace not only to speak but to hear. And Father, we also thank you for revelation coming tonight, Father, based on on the reality of who you are. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, you know, I, I just had, I had on my heart um, how many enjoyed last Sunday night. And um, how many received... Uh, came up here and had hands laid on you for grace, for, for a deeper place in God. If you did, just wave your hand at me. So a lot of us in here. And, um, and, and if, if you weren't here last Sunday night, just lift your hand up at me. All right. I want you to just leave, lift your, keep your hand lifted. I'm going to pray right now because the Holy Spirit instructed me to do this so that y'all wouldn't miss out on what the, what God was doing last Sunday night and his presence is here. And it. Well, his grace is here for a deeper place. In the name of Jesus, Father, you see these hands right now. And Father, in the name of Jesus, that same grace that came upon each and every person in the building last Sunday night, a grace for a deeper place. Right now, Father, we declare grace in the name of Jesus, grace from heaven right now settling on them for a deeper place in you, a more, a more passionate place, a more, a more uh, intimate place right now in the name of Jesus, the grace of God just saturating them from their head to their toes. Father, I thank you that you'll guide them and direct them, Father, into that place that you have for them. Father, that there's a deeper level for them to walk in. There's a deeper level for them to experience. There's a deeper level for them to 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 experience in you and so father we just release that grace and we agree together father for it in the name of jesus amen 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 hallelujah praise god hallelujah i'm gonna try not to be all weepy up here but jesus is in the building and it's and it's uh sometimes hard when he's touching your heart and loving on you amen uh, to uh, keep it together, so praise God. Um, he's good, isn't he? So now we've all received of a grace, hallelujah, for a deeper place, amen? And, and when, when the Spirit of God is doing, um, doing something like, like that, he's drawing his people and, and even giving, um, giving of a grace to get there, uh, there, there's some things that we need to do to make sure that we're stewarding moments like that stewarding uh words like that if we're not careful we can we can let good services come and go and and do nothing to respond to that which which the spirit of god is doing and then we just go instead of going from glory to glory like pastor angel was talking about we go from good service to good service but we're not really changed from glory to glory how many have ever done that you don't have to lift your hand I know how I have. You know, you, you receive of a powerful grace and a powerful anointing. And man, God's presence is here tonight, right? He's so good. He's so good. He loves us so much. And, and, 
you can receive of an anointing and you can receive of a grace and you can have a moment with Jesus. But if, if you're not careful, that moment just stays a moment and doesn't turn into a movement. It, it, it stays just a moment and doesn't turn into movement of your life to a deeper place. And, and, and I like what, what, what I heard one minister say, that if the public touch doesn't become, doesn't become a private touch, then you, then you miss out on the purpose of the public touch. Because God comes in a service like tonight and rests on you and ministers peace and grace and, and delivers a word of, of encouragement and, and, and he's touching hearts. Why? Because not so that this can just be a moment in time, but so that he can call us deeper. Jesus is constantly calling us out deeper. He's calling us out to deeper waters. You know, uh, we've all read the prophecy where, uh, where, where uh, there's a, a river flowing out and first it's ankle deep and then it's, then it's knee deep and then it's waist deep and then it's, then it's chest deep and then it's too deep to even stand and you have to swim. That is the picture of our relationship with the Lord Jesus. He is calling us ever to a deeper place. There's always more. There's always a deeper place of intimacy. There's always a deeper place of resting and relying. There's always a deeper place of enjoying him. There's always a deeper place of understanding his word, but not, not with head knowledge, but like pastor Andrew has been talking about, but, but it's down here on the inside and it's alive and it's living and it's, and it's food to eat. It's bread and it's and it's nourishment. There's always a deeper place that, that God is calling us to. And if we're, if we, if we aren't attentive to, to what God is doing, if we're not careful, uh, uh, not careful, like full of care, but, but attentive and, and, and paying attention to what God's doing, then we can miss out on the movement that he's trying to move us in and just have a few moments in him. And that's not the, that's not the, that's not the best of, of God. That's not what he, that's not the highest. He wants to take these moments and turn them into a movement into your life so that you're moved deeper into the, into a deeper place with him. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I want to go deeper. And, and, and when there's a grace departed, uh, imparted uh, for a deeper place, then, I, then I, I want to make sure that I'm stewarding that and responding to it and, 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 and taking, taking uh, care of, of the thing and treating as precious. You know, um, Pastor Andrews has been preaching on the word the last couple services. And she said in, in those days, the, the word was rare. It was precious. It was a treasure. Well, in the same way, the, the written word should be, should be precious and, and a treasure. But in the same, also in the same way, the, the word spoken and delivered to us as a body or as an individual from the spirit of God also should be something that is rare and precious to us and, and something that we honor and, and, and don't, and don't just, just forget about it, but, but write it down and, and, and steward it and go to the Lord about it and say, God, what is it that you're wanting? What are the, what are the things that I need to do to steward this seed that you just planted in me? Because a night like, like last, last Sunday night, a night like tonight, it's not, it's not an end in of itself. It's a, it's another seed to produce another harvest in your life. But how many, you know, if a seed sits in, in the ground, just sits on the ground, then it can be picked off. It can be taken. But if it gets rooted down in there and it gets watered and it gets nurtured and, and you keep the ground tilled and soft in your heart and you keep it moist with the presence of God. Amen. And you keep your heart tender and soft before the Lord. Then that seed that was planted and dropped on a moment can turn into a movement. It can become a, it can become a harvest in your life that not only allows you to eat the fruit thereof, but allows those that we are around to eat the fruit thereof. 
And that's what God is endeavoring to do. He wants a touch. He wants a, a, a touch to turn into, into a, 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 a relationship and a relationship that just turns into, into a, 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 a vessel where he can use and, and speak through and, t- and use you to touch others. Man, God is, God is on the move and he wants to move through you and I. Amen. And so there's, there's, um, there's some things that we can do to, to steward these things. Amen. And, and I've, I've really endeavored over the la- over the last group of years to, to take things like what God's doing, uh, what he did last Sunday night. And, and we have services like that where God will just especially do something that, that, that is more than just like a, a pick me up, but it's a, it's something that God's calling us to. And man, God's been calling us deeper for like what, two years now? Deeper, come deeper, come deeper, come deeper. And, and so, so I, I've been trying to make sure that I, that I steward these things. And so there's just some th- practical things. I like what Pastor Angel said this morning. If it, if it's not practical, it's not spiritual. So there's some practical things. See, God doesn't want to just come and rest on you. And then there's nothing. You don't know what to do with it. You're just like, wow, God, cool. You rested on me. And then you just leave it and go out the rest of your day. And, and you don't really know what to do. with. But there's some things that we can do to cultivate I said, cultivate. Come on, say, God, help me cultivate the ground of my heart. Help me to be good ground for your seed to grow, to increase, and produce a harvest for me and those that I'm around for the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We believe that. Amen. So there's some keys to, to, um, to, to going deeper there. First, uh, if you're taking notes, I'm just going to share a few things and then we'll, we'll, um, try not to be here all night. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Um, three areas to increase or to go deeper. Um, you'll see that this first one goes nicely with what, um, what's been going on around here. The word. The word, if you're taking notes. Um, and and uh, I'm not even going to hit anything on that. If you, uh, if you need some stirring about the word of God, then listen to the last two Sunday mornings. Amen. Uh, his word is amazing. Number two, re- your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I put in uh, parentheses, intimacy. That's, that's the number two area to increase in in order to go deeper. And number three, and you might think this is the, is the same as the second one, but it's not in your prayer life. And I separate those two because many times people think, think that their prayer life for things and their prayer life for other people is their relationship with the Holy Spirit. But how many of you know that I can work with my wife on a project and we can get some stuff done but that doesn't replace the intimate time that I need in order to cultivate and to keep our relationship thriving and growing. Correct? And many times as believers, we fall into the trap of, of allowing our work for God, our service toward God, whether that be a natural service of serving at the church or a natural service of, uh, uh, of, of singing or a spiritual service of praying 
begin to replace our intimate relationship with him. And those areas are areas we have to increase in. But before we increase in that area, we need to increase in our relationship with him. The word, our relationship, our intimacy with him, and then our prayer life. And then I could, you know, you could list some, some more. Out of these things flow a greater commitment to the body of Christ. Out of these things flow a hunger to serve. Out of these things flow a desire to be a blessing in the community. Out of these things flow a desire to reach the lost. Out of these things flow the, the other services that God is, is commissioned and called us to do, right? So we could go and say, well, you can go through all these things, but, but I, I'm trying to hit the things that, that draw us and supply us, amen, so that we're, we're, we're moving out of the overflow. So some keys to knowing him more intimately. Just real quick. Um, number one, let's remove the thought process that it's difficult. Well, I figured I'd get one amen out of that one. A key to knowing him more intimately is let's remove the thought process that is difficult. Any thought process that tells you that it's hard to get to know God, that it's difficult to know him, that that what you see in somebody else's life, somebody else's uh, um, relationship, what you see uh, lived out in somebody else's life is for them in a special way, and it's a special grace to know God. There is no special grace to know God. Well, there is. It's called the Holy Spirit, and he lives and dwells on the inside. So there is a, an incredible special grace to know God. In fact, we received one last week uh, and even tonight. But there's no special grace that somebody else has that you don't have. And in, or, and in order to begin to know God in a deeper and more intimate way, in, in, in order to step out beyond the bounds of what we've known and what we, we've grown comfortable in relationship with the Lord, we have to begin to remove things that, that have, have, have been a wall, so to speak, in between us and more. And many times we have these thought processes that, that well, God wants to speak to this one and God wants to, this one to know things and God wants the, to reveal the future to this one and God speaks special to, to sister Michelle because she's got a beautiful voice and she worships the Lord and, and brother Steve, you know, he's the wild one. So God's got to speak to him to keep him intact, you know, and, 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 you know, and then this one and that one, no, there is nobody that's special, has a special grace or a special anointing that's any different than yours to get to know the Lord and to, to, to buy into the lie that it's difficult or that it's not accessible is actually taking away the very reason that Jesus came. Well, no, I thought Jesus came to, to die for our sins. Yeah, he did. But John 17, three says, and this is eternal life. Jesus came to give us eternal life, right? So since pastor Andrew has been preaching on the word, I figure I better have lots of scriptures tonight. Make sure we're, we're well, well grounded. Uh, and this is each, let me read it in the, in the new King James, and then we'll, we'll read in the amplified because it's really good in the amplified. It says, and this is eternal life that you go to heaven. Is that what it says? No, it's not. Uh Oh, that's why we, that's why Pastor Andrew said, get the Bible out. 
You don't want me up here speaking false things. It says, and, it, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That they what? Know you. So the very reason that Jesus came, the very, the very purpose in which he came was so that you would know God. Come on, that's good. I said the very purpose that he, he came was to get you into a place where you could not just know of God, not just have a working relationship with God, not just know, know who he is, not just heard that he's a good God, not even just receive of something he had. Come on, that would be good enough if it was just to receive of something he had. But God, but the Lord Jesus came so that we would actually have access to know God, to know him. And, and, and if you think about the the great men of God, uh, uh, Moses and, and Abraham, and, and they got to know God in an old covenant where they even knew him face to face. It was said of Moses that, 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 the, the, that God would talk to the prophets in, in dreams and visions and dark sayings, but not of Moses. He would come and talk face to face with Moses because, because he was his friend. Amen. Well, Jesus said to, to his disciples, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I've come and I call you friends because you know what I'm doing. Glory to God. The, the, the father has sent the Lord Jesus to open up the, to rip the veil, to tear open any, anything that would limit access from us coming right in the presence of God and being with him and knowing him and experiencing him in a way that we never thought was possible in a way that we always thought was reserved from, for some prophet or some man of God or some person that we think we're not good at. But God said, no, I've come to give access to all my children. The very reason that I came was so that you could know me. Come on. Does a child have a hard time getting knowing to know their parent? No, it, they don't even have to be taught. Come on, but we've been taught how we've been taught the other way that we, that we can't know him that not, not at this church. But with, but with the world, the world, the way the world's thought, uh, thought process, the way that, that the, the fashion of this age is, is always pushing on us that, that you can never know and you don't really know him. And, and, and sometimes we settle for not knowing him because, because we, we have this preconceived idea that it's difficult to know him and it's, and it's wrong. Amen. And so John 17, three Romans eight sixteen. y'all know these scriptures, if you don't write them down and go over them and speak them over yourself, get them down in your heart. Romans eight sixteen says the spirit himself, the spirit himself, come on himself. He moved in and he bears witness with my spirit and your spirit that we're sons and daughters of God. Come on, sons and daughters. Man, my, my son doesn't have to ask to come into my bedroom. Come on, my daughter doesn't have to ask to come and crawl up into, into bed with me. She doesn't have to ask if I love her or not. She doesn't have to ask if she can have part of my special stash because she knows she's the apple of my eye and she knows whatever daddy has is mine because she knows that, that, that all she has to do is say, Papa, Papa, I love you. And, and, and it's hers. Well, with me being evil, come on, 
know how to give good, know how to be a father, know how to love, know how to nurture, know how to cherish, know how to, to hold, know how to train, know how to speak life, know how to, come on, if me being evil knows how to be good to my, to my son, to my daughter, how much more is the father that gave his only begotten son to draw you into his presence, to draw you into a deeper place of intimacy? How much more is he longing to love and to nourish and to cherish and to speak life and to train up and to encourage and to instruct and to give to you? That's our father. He sent Jesus so that we would know him. Come on, the, the angel, the angel that stood on the, uh, on the gate of, of the Garden of Eden and said, you can't come in here anymore. You can't come any, in here anymore. Jesus came to give free access to us all. Come on, we can walk in the garden with our father again. Come on, we can walk hand in hand in the cool of the day and let his presence nourish us and refresh us and heal the hurts and heal the pains and, and, and restore the, the vitality and restore our minds and restore our strength. And we can walk with him hand in hand in the garden. Glory to God and, and drink of his goodness and drink of his love and drink of his mercy. Glory to God. And then when we go out to dominate and cultivate the things that he's called us to, glory to God, we go with his presence and the residue of his glory and the residue of his love and the residue of his power. And we actually bring the aroma of the presence of God out to where we go because we've been in the presence of the Lord. We've been in his goodness. We've been in his love and it's what we've drank with what we drank of and it's what we breathed in and it's what we were nourished on his word and his spirit living in us and breathing in us. Glory to God. It's a place of intimacy that will rock your world. It is a place of intimacy that will rock the world. God is moving to draw his people back into the place of intimacy. He's moving in this day. He's moving in this church. (sighs) Praise God. He's good, isn't he? John 15. Hallelujah. If I'm ever feeling in doubt of my place before the Lord. If you ever have those mornings where you wake up and, and, and his presence isn't just clearly evident. Anyone ever had a morning like that? Just one. And you wake up and, and it's like you hit, you hear, Jesus, 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 I love you, where are you? And it's, and it's, and it's like you crack open the word and you're like, I'm the vine, you are the father, the best of the vine. Oh, I've got to get the dishes washed. I've got to get the kids to school. I've got to, anyone had a morning like that? But in the midst of that, man, I love scriptures like this because, because we can speak life over ourselves. And, and I don't know about you, but when I sit and I say, I am a son of God, I have full access in your presence right now. Father, you have chosen to give in, to give me the same place that you gave Jesus. And right now I'm fully, fully aware of who you are in my life. I can't go very far down that trail without all of a sudden becoming more aware of who he is. But the enemy wants to fight us at that junction right there. 
oh, it's not worth it. Let's just move along. Let's just get on with the day. I'll catch up with, with this later on. I know you've never done that. And, and that's why you're here on a Sunday night, because you're the, you're the highly anointed bunch. You know, y'all don't have days like that, and that's, that's what's amazing about it. But, but the enemy wants to fight you at that juncture because, because feelings try to, try to keep you on the outskirts of the courts. And it tries to keep you where, really, you're right, you're right next, to, next to Jesus. You can't get any closer. But the enemy wants to put up a smoke screen so that we don't access the reality of where we belong. We don't access the reality of where we are. We don't access the reality of who we are. We don't access the reality of who he is to us. Let me get a drink of water. Thank you. And so, John chapter 15. It says, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. And I love this scripture because it says, I am the true vine. That means that there is a lot of other vines out there. I said, there's a lot of other vines out there that present themselves as credible things to connect with. Come on, there's thing, there's, there's relationships that look credible to, to cook yourself up with and to draw life from, but, but they're not the true vine. Amen. There, there, there's situations, there, there's situations that look like they're, they're credible to hook up with and to draw, draw information from and draw nourishment from, but, but they're not the true vine. Jesus said, I am the true vine. Amen. I am the true vine. And so that, so that tells us that if he's the true vine, there's some false vines. And so if we're going to move to a deeper place, there's going to have to be some disconnecting from some false vines. Come on. There's going to be, have to be some disconnecting from some false vines that you may have connected yourself with. I don't know about you, but if you've ever seen a grapevine or, or, or a, uh, or just an ivy vine, you can see it comes and it's, and it's, it comes from one source, but then it gets all wrapped up eh, uh, in, into all kinds of other vines. Have you ever seen that? And there's some, sometimes some disconnecting from some vines that you don't belong to. Sometimes there's some disconnecting to, to some, some ways of doing things that have presented themselves as true and valuable vines. They've presented themselves that way or you wouldn't have bought into it, right? But, but it's time to recognize I bought into some vines that aren't actually providing me any nourishment. I bought into some vines that aren't actually providing me any life. They're not actually providing me any movement, any movement in my life. They're not actually producing any harvest in my life. They're not actually showing me anything that, that, that is, that is of eternal value. Sometimes we got vines in our lives that are, that are not true vines, but he is the true vine. He is the vine that provides life. He is the vine that will provide nourishment. He is the vine that will cause you to be stirred on the inside where you felt dry and dead before. He is the vine that will cause uh, areas of your life that haven't produced fruit in years to all of a sudden start producing fruit in a way 
that you didn't even think was possible. You thought that time of your life was gone. You thought that era of your life was over. You thought that that went away with somebody else. But God is saying, if you'll stay connected to the true vine, if you'll stay connected to him, if you'll stay connected to Jesus, if you'll stay connected to who he is and to who you are in him, then all of a sudden areas that look like they can't produce fruit anymore will begin to produce fruit again. And they'll actually be right fruit. There'll be fruit that actually provides. There'll be fruit that actually gives nourishment. It'll be fruit that actually feeds others. It'll be a fruit that actually causes people to come to the Lord. And so there, there is a true vine. His name is Jesus. He is the bread of life. Glory to God. He is the well that doesn't run dry. He is the one, glory to God, that will give you nourishment where you didn't know you needed it. Glory to God. Come on, some of us have been gotten used to walking around in the wilderness and and have began to uh, make ourselves uh, uh, survive on a certain amount of water. Come on, we're survivors. And if you're not careful... Humans are survivors and it's a, it's a God given thing. But, but if you're not careful, you'll begin to get into survival mode when it comes to your relationship with the Lord. You'll begin to get in survival mode where it comes to the presence of God. You'll get, you'll get into survivor mode when it comes to the word of God. And you'll, you'll get just enough. You'll begin to survive on just enough where you're not dying. You're not, you're not, you're not falling away in death. You're not withering away, but you're not producing any fruit. Come on. There, 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 we know this about the human body that if it doesn't get enough, uh, enough nourishment, that even the, the fruit producing capabilities, the reproductive capabilities of the human body will begin to shut down because it's not capable of, of producing fruit because it's not getting the nourishment that, that belongs to it. We know that in the, in the body. Well, in the spirit, it's the same way that God never intended us to live in a drought mentality. He never, He called us to come to the, to the water that would never run dry. He called us to live off bread that comes daily. Glory to God. That is constantly coming. And yesterday's man is going to rot. It's going to, it's going to get filled with worms. You're not going to be able to live off of yesterday's man. Why? Because he doesn't want you to look into the past. He doesn't want you to look into yesterday to draw your strength. He doesn't want you to look into yesterday's relationship. He doesn't want you to look to yesterday's love. He doesn't want you to look to yesterday's mercy. He wants you to draw from the well to Today. He wants you to come to the waters today. He wants you to sit at the table today in a place of relationship, mercy and love and goodness. There's a feast and he's calling us to feast with him, to sit down and sup with him, sit down and dine with him. And sometimes we have to pull away to get with him. We got to disconnect from some old vines. Say, disconnect me, Lord. Some people have started trying to connect vines because they're, they've been impatient. I'm going to keep my head down here. Right here. But I'm saying this by the Spirit of the Lord, that there's some folks in here who have gotten impatient and are trying to connect vines that God has not connected. And you need to be careful that you don't start drawing nourishment where God said this wasn't a place to draw nourishment from. So check your heart, whoever that is. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, So John 15 is amazing. Write that down. Draw from it. 
Um, so we, we have to, number one, understand that, that, that what? Remove the thought process that it's difficult to know him. Amen. Number two, understand that it's the Spirit's main job to, real, to reveal the Father and the Lord Jesus to us. That is his main job in us. Now, there's a lot of other amazing jobs that we get to do with him. But his main job is to reveal the Father and the Lord Jesus to us. So if, if his main job is to reveal, and we know it's not difficult to get to know him, and the Spirit himself has moved in to bear witness with our spirit that we're sons of God, and his main job is actually to reveal Jesus, then how many of you believe that there's some revealing of Jesus that we could go deeper in? There's some deeper, there's some deeper places of knowing him. There's some deeper places of knowing his heart. There's some deeper places of knowing his voice. There's some deeper places of knowing the word. There's some deeper levels that, that God is drawing us into because he wants, he wants us to know him personally and intimately. Amen. The spirit is there. And let me give you some scriptures to back that up. I'm not going to read them all, but you can write these down and go back and check if these things are true. Uh, John sixteen thirteen through 14. Let me just read that one in the Amplified because it's really good. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, the whole truth, the full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he'll tell you whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him. And he will announce, declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. He will honor and glorify me. Because he will take of me, receive and draw upon what is mine and reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. That's, that's the Holy Spirit's job. And then we know, the, write down um, uh, the Ephesians 1 prayer. And you can go back and look, look at it because it's pretty amazing. And that, that beginning of that prayer says that we, we pray that a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of him, there's a, there's a spirit of wisdom and revelation that reveals him. Amen. That we can walk in. Is that good? Amen. Um, then number three, keep in front of you an understanding that there is more. And the reason this is important <clears throat> And like I said, this, this is not an exhaustive list. And, and somebody uh, like Pastor, who's a teacher, probably has, would have like 19 keys. Uh, God has to keep it simple for me, so he gave me three. Um, so <clears throat> this is not an exhaustive list. But these are things that have kept me moving forward and stewarding and going deeper and, and seeing God revealed in my life in a way that I never thought was possible. God has been doing it. Amen. And these are some of the things that have helped me get there. Um, keep in front of you that, that there's an understanding that there is more. Knowing there is more creates a desire for more. Knowing that there's more creates a desire for more. If you think you're at the the end of the road, or you've experienced everything there is to experience, you've walked in everything that there is to walk in, then it kind of seems a little pointless to really pursue anymore, right? But the Holy Spirit is given to reveal not only Jesus, but he's also there to reveal more. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, 9 through 12, uh, we, I think we... 
shouted about this earlier, but it says, I has not seen nor ear has heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the shallow things of God. No, yes, the deep things of God. Just for the special men of God. No, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. What things? The deep things. The spirit of God is in you to reveal the deep things. The Bible says deep calls unto deep. Why is that? Because God is calling you to a deeper place. Amen. And you have a license to experience and to walk in, not just the shallow surface things of the Lord, but you have a a license to walk in the deep rivers of God. Amen. We're all called to be deep Christians. Amen. Some of us are called to be a little flakier than others. And some are nice, stoic believers, but we're all supposed to be deep believers. Amen. Amen. Um, Okay, so those are the three. Now, let me give you real quick some practical things to grow your fellowship. Okay? This is almost kind of teachy tonight. Help me, Jesus. Um, So... uh, some practical things to grow, help grow your fellowship, your intimacy. Uh, number one, or I have it as A, if you, if you want to do it that way. Um, carve out more time than you have previously. Real simple, but real basic, but it's something we really don't do that much. Mm. Um. Real simple, real basic, but if we're not careful, we miss, we miss the simple. There is no, there is no um, like, secret way into, into the things of God. It's just the same way that you got in love with Jesus, the same way you got stirred up five years ago, is the same way that you go deeper today. Amen. But, but it's good to look at some of these. Uh, carve out some more time, uh, more time than you have previously. So if you are right now spending five minutes a day in the presence of God, okay, great, take 10. No one's saying go from where you're at to, you know, if you've read I Believe in Visions, Brother Higgins said he prayed six hours before he hit a gusher, and I'm like, Jesus, thank you he plowed that ground. Yes, Lord, I know, now I know that I don't have to pray six hours to get into a gusher. I can just step over into the presence of God because of the ground that he plowed. Thank God for men that were willing to plow ground, though. Amen. So, uh, so thank God. I'm not talking about get six hours. You know, if the Lord leads you, go for it because it will be awesome. But, but carve out more time. Let me, uh, J- you can write down James 4, draw close to him. Write down uh, Matthew 7, 7. Uh, that's ask, seek, knock, write down Matthew 14, 22 through 23. That one's just basically right before Jesus walks on the water. He has to get away. He sends the disciples off to get away with God, with God. Amen. And then all of a sudden he comes out walking on the water. Amen. And that's what, that's what, uh, will happen to you. Amen. Walk on the waters of, uh, of what's going on in your life if you'll get away and carve out some time that uh, you haven't previously. Um, let me just say this also. Uh, 
you might think, I don't have time to carve out. You have time. Look at your Netflix feed. You have time. Uh, look at, you know, there, we all have, have time. We have time for what we want to have time for. And I know we're all busy. You know, we all have uh, a lot of things going on. The society is super busy and super, uh, you know, filled. Um, but uh, that leads me to number two. Cut out something that fills up your time. Hmm. And, you know, if you're, God's doing this right now. And, he, and, and I've had seasons where God's had me cut out all kinds of things and drawn me, drawn me to spend a lot of extra time with him. And then a season where he allows me to add a thing or two back and says, it's fine to now add this and, and, and watch this or, or, you know, you can spend time doing this. So don't think, well, if I just start giving up everything, then I'm just going to turn into Steve and be weird. And, and, and I don't want that. No, follow your heart. God is, God is going to lead you and guide you, but we want to steward what God's doing in this day, right? We want to steward what he's saying. We want to get draw from the well that never runs dry. Well, sometimes we have to cut out some things that fill up our time. Uh, I could, I could probably buy without even a, a, a spirit of prophecy say that Facebook probably takes up more time than you need it to in your life. Thus saith the Lord, social media could be cut out a little bit for more time with Jesus. Man, I saw a vision there and it was amazing. And uh, C, change the, or three, however y'all, however you're taking notes, change the routine of how you approach him. Come on, if we're going to steward a deeper thing, uh, uh, then, then we have to change the routine of how we're, how we're spending time with him. Sometimes we get in a rut with how we spend time with him, and we go and we pray in tongues for a certain amount of time. We read our Bible for a certain amount of time, and those things are awesome. Don't stop. But it may take changing the way that you do your, your time with the Lord to go deeper. And that's okay. But just follow your heart, because this thing isn't a routine. It's a relationship. This thing isn't just a, a routine of, you know, getting your word in and getting your prayer time in. Those things are good and we need those, we need those in our life. We need those constant things. But, but take time to seek the Lord. How would you rather have me? Uh, I, I remember there was about a six-month time where every morning the Lord would have me do something just a little bit different just to break the routine that I was in. Sometimes I would just worship. Sometimes I would just sit and rest in his presence. And then, and then he would lead me to his word. Sometimes I'd get out and the word is just all I could devour. And it would just be whatever the Lord was kind of landing on that morning so that I would learn to look to him instead of just get, get up and get into my routine of, uh, of relationship with the Lord. Does that make sense? Um, number four or D, thanksgiving throughout your day. If you want to go deeper... Begin to thank him throughout the day. Maybe you already do that. You could do it some more. But, but it, thanksgiving keeps, keeps the flow of your relationship going. Thank you, Lord, for revealing that. You're at your desk and you, and you just remembered something. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me about that. Oh, I need to go back in the house and get my keys. I left them. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for letting me know. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, for this deal going through. Thank you, Lord, for, for, the, for my lovely wife. Thank you, Lord, for my wonderful husband. 
Uh, thank you, Lord, for, for my beautiful kids. Thank you, God, my kids are healthy. Thank you, God, that you're leading me in financial success. Thank you, God, for a great ideas. Thank you, God, for being so sweet and wonderful. Thank you. How many of you have just been driving and the presence of the Lord just kind of touches your heart? You're not even, like, doing anything, but he just, he just kind of comes and touches your heart. Thank you, Lord, for coming right now. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank you for loving me enough to just come and, and be with me without me even initiating things. Thanksgiving just keeps that flow going, and it'll allow you to go to a deeper place. Uh, number, f- what am I at? Five or E. Wait upon the Lord. I think this is something that in our society people hate to do. Sit and wait. I'm not talking about wait on the Lord to come through. I'm talking about sit and wait upon the Lord. Uh, we know in, in Isaiah, you can write this down, Isaiah 40 and verse 31. Those that wait upon the Lord, what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up like, like wings of eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. Or they shall walk and not grow weary. They shall run and not grow faint. Come on. Waiting upon the Lord. What does that look like? Well, for me, a lot of times it looks like just sitting quiet. Focusing my attention on who he is, on his presence. And just waiting. And sometimes your flesh will squirm so bad for 15 or 20 minutes. And you say, oh, I've got a thousand things to do. Why am I just sitting here? But bringing my mind back into the discipline of focusing on him, loving him, paying attention to him, then all of a sudden, it'll, it'll be like, wow, God, you're here. And then he'll speak. And then he'll show himself good. And then he'll give me a scripture for the day. And so waiting upon the Lord is, is vital. Uh, uh, I'll just give you a couple more scriptures. Psalms uh, 130, verse 5 and 6. And then Psalms 46 and 10, those two talk about being still and waiting on the Lord. Uh, Then number six, uh, or F, is worship. And I don't mean listen to worship music. That's good. But if you're listening, sometimes we can get in the habit of listening to worship music, but not worshiping. I mean worship. I mean, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, you're amazing to me. Jesus, I give you worship. Father, I honor you right now. However it looks for you, worship. You want to go deeper? Worship. And then this one, uh, the best for last. Um, Man, I'm doing good. It's only 8.05. This is number seven. Okay. It's G in in, in my notes. Uh, Fasting. Everyone's about to run out the door. I've been uh, fasting off and on, and, and I know Pastor fasts, and he doesn't always tell everybody what he's doing, and neither do I. But, but I've been fasting for the last two years off and on, and it has provided amazing breakthrough in my life. And I'm not, so you say, oh, okay, well, that's good for you. Well, I found it interesting that in, um, in, uh, Matthew six sixteen, Jesus is, you know, the disciples said, teach us how to pray, Jesus. Teach us how to pray. And he goes through, you know, how we, how we pray. And then he follows how to pray. And he says, when you fast, notice he didn't say if you fast. He said, when you fast. 
And, and fasting, there's no hard, fast rules about fasting, which I love because it means you have to depend on the leading of the Holy Spirit, which is what we're talking about, growing your relationship with the Lord. So he will lead and guide you. But there, there is something powerful about fasting that, that does nothing on God's end, but does amazing things on our end. God doesn't need you to fast to, to, so he'll answer you. He doesn't need you to fast so that he'll move in your life. He doesn't need, he doesn't need that from his end, but fasting disciplines us. And how many of you know that sometimes the flesh gets in the way of getting everything that God has for you? Well, fasting is an amazing tool to discipline the flesh as the spirit leads you. This is, this is about as the Spirit leads you. Uh, Matthew 17 and, and 15 through 21, you can write that down. Um, this was uh, when the, the epileptic boy that had a spirit was brought to the disciples and they couldn't cast him out. And they said privately, Jesus, what did we do wrong? And because they were used to it working. Amen. They said, what did we do wrong? And he said, well, it's because of your unbelief. And this one only comes out by prayer and fasting. So that tells me there's some things of the spirit that you won't get to unless you spend time in prayer and, and I don't know about you, but if he's calling us to a deeper level, there might be some that needs to take place. Now I'm not calling a churchwide fast and, and, and anything like that, but as the spirit leads, see what he would have to say about it. Because there is some things that I think we can get from prayer and fasting that we won't get in other ways because it takes, it takes you and submits it to the presence of God. It submits you. So what is fasting? Just real quick. Uh, just, it is laying aside something for temporary time for the Lord. It can be food. It could be social media. It could be, uh, a TV show. It could be, it's probably going to be whatever's most precious to you. I would guess it's not church. Pastor Angel said, it's not fellowship with the brethren. It's not the, uh, laying aside time with, with the one you're offended at. Um, Lord, I just fast being with sister Kendra. Uh, she got on my nerves last week and I know that you're just wanting me to take time away from her so I can pray and, and be closer to you. That is not fasting. That's called fleshing. Um, but, but fasting is laying aside something that, that is precious to you in the natural, some fleshly thing, food, desserts. A lot of times the Lord would say, tell me no sweets for a certain amount of time. And I'll say, yes, God. Yes, God. I'll do it, Jesus. Um, but whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be something that somebody else would fast. It's just what the Holy Spirit says. But if we're going to go deeper, I just wanted to give some practical things tonight. Is that good? Does that, does that help anybody with some steps? Because sometimes we'll have a big, awesome thing like that where God is showing us, uh, showing us something. And we don't really know what to do with it. Have you been there? You're like, I don't really know what, where to go with this. And, and you may only do like two of those things on, on that list. That's fine. Obey your heart. Take, take it to the Lord and say, what is it that I need to need to adjust here? What it, to go deeper right now, what is it that you need me to do? And God will show it to you. He'll reveal it to you and we'll go deeper. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. 
If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.